0: Breaking the imposter.
1: Hey everybody, this is Jermaine Ward from the Breaking the Imposter podcast. I'd like to introduce my guest Jamal Ward. Jamal Ward disclaimer is my older brother, and he is the owner and founder of both Flash Forward and sorry for the dreams weddings I'm like losing my mind right now first episode isn't it so great so Jamal had a Jamal had a humble beginning where he wasn't really on the path of being a being somebody that would be in the cinematography field so Jamal why don't you explain a little bit how that journey happened how you came into doing weddings and doing cinematography
0: um, so I really went to school for business and marketing management um, that was I at the time I felt my calling um, but I realized pretty quickly that um, it's not exactly what I wanted to do every single day uh, mainly because I wasn't the type of person that was really comfortable with being micromanaged or watched all the time or you know having to report to a boss or whatever the case was so I um, It's crazy how it happened. Um, I was playing in a men's basketball league one summer and you (laughs) um, came to my games and you held my iPhone and you basically panned from left to right and recorded my games or whatever. And um, I took that footage, um, chopped it up on, on uh, on my laptop, just something really simple. And I presented it to everybody else that was playing in the league. Uh, I just made the, the highlight video of myself, put it in our email chain. And what ended up happening was people were saying things like, yo, man, this is kind of cool. Like, can you make one for me? hmm and um, more or less that's where the idea that maybe this could be something more than just a hobby or something that I, I'm having fun with right now, uh, and maybe this could be something more of a career. Um, so really and truly, I was working a full-time job. I, I worked at TELUS. Um, I was on the phones taking calls, doing what you know most people do to, to make a living, just waking up, putting your head down, and going and get your paycheck, and then going home, right? And I got kind of serious. Uh, about the whole idea of maybe taking that videography and photography idea and turning it into something a little bit more. Um, and I remember one day I was sitting down at my desk at work, and I was just brainstorming, like, what well, can I name this thing? What can I call it? What can it be like? What can I do here? And um, it's crazy because what ended up happening was I don't remember what I saw or what, I don't remember, but I'm like, flash as like a camera flash for Ward. So Ward is my last name. So flash for Ward. So flash forward was what what came up from him. So a a lot of people don't know that's the original name and how flash forward came into into play but it was flash forward right yeah and this is brand new to me i'm telling you like
1: i've been here from the beginning of your inception i'm like what this flash forward
0: (laughs) yeah flash forward but it rolled off the tongue a lot easier to say flash forward and that's why I said I'm gonna call it flash forward because it's a lot easier to roll off your tongue. And and then with that, the the whole meaning of the name became a little more, I guess, significant because it's like move yourself forward in a flash, basically. So, so how do I explain it more? Um, don't just sit down and wait for things to happen. Make it happen. In a flash, basically, and move yourself forward is where it kind of evolved into um, how the name kind of evolved. But originally, it was Flash Forward, right? Yeah. Um, yep. No, no, I was gonna. I was just like gonna
1: go and um, and just comment on the whole idea where you said it evolved, and like with in terms of evolving and what a lot of what this podcast is gonna be about is the evolution of people. So how did that? How did that name as it evolved, like apply to your life? Like how do you look into things as like flashing your life forward as you go day to day with now your company by yourself?
0: So from the very beginning, from the very first time I ever picked up a camera or did anything, something that was really important to me was to deliver a product that I felt was the best that I could. Right. So. I obviously started from, like you said, a very humble beginning. Uh, I didn't get any crazy amounts of money from anybody. Um, Nothing was handed to me. I had to work to get everything that you see that I have now. And, And like I said from the beginning, Um, I didn't make excuses right I could have said oh you know what? I don't have a camera so I can't film this So I'm just not gonna do it or oh I don't have a you know fancy computer that's gonna handle the rendering and all that kind of crazy stuff or any of them The major editing programs. I don't know how to use it. So I'm just not gonna do it but instead of making an excuse what 99% of people do nowadays I took what I had which was an iPhone 4s, I didn't even have a tripod, you were my tripod, handed the phone to you and said, can you just record this for me? You're gonna be at my games or watching anyways, can you just hit record on this phone and just get a little bit of footage? And I'll be honest with you, as I look back at the footage that I captured way back when, it was Trash. What? That was me. That wasn't even you. <laughs> no, I mean, okay, so let me, let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. So let me, let me rephrase. Let me catch, catch everybody back up on what, what, I, what I meant by that. Okay. Um, so if you remember correctly, the second season, I said I'm going to take a little bit of money and I'm going to buy an actual camera. And I bought the uh, Canon T3i. With a 18 to 35, I think. Was it 18 to 35? Yeah, it's 18 to 35 millimeter. 18 to 35 millimeter kit lens. Nothing fancy or special, just really basic. I think I maybe paid $500 for everything. And um, got a little tripod. I remember I asked uh, I asked dad for a tripod. And he's like, oh, I have this one here. Thing was so bad. It didn't matter, though. Mm-hmm. Took the tripod, put the camera on there, got you and Jordan to um, pan left and right again. And I put an edit together based off of that very simple pan left to right footage, right? So it's not that you guys sucked. It's just it just, it's just what I had to work with. Right. Yeah. And when I said, looking back at it, looking back at it, I was like, yo, this was not that great. I just meant just from a, like the camera settings were bad. The, the exposure wasn't on point. Mm -hmm. Uh, The focus also wasn't doing what I needed it to do. The way that I edited it, with the transitions and those crappy titles and just just things like that, looking back at it, I was like, "Yo, this sucked." Yeah. But but that was a starting point, and and I think that's what a lot of people miss when it comes to opportunity mm-hmm. and to build into something better is they miss that opportunity to even just start.
1: Yeah, and why do you why do you think a lot of people? So you you obviously took it upon yourself and even started small with the help around you as to help supplement anything where you couldn't do it yourself. What do you believe prevents people from taking that type of lesson and putting
0: that into their lives? To be honest with you, I think a lot of people are really lazy. (laughs) Like I'm not even gonna sugarcoat it. A lot of people are just simply lazy. Mm -hmm. Um, They'll look at something They'll look at something like 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 what I just explained and be like, yo, you know what, man? In order for me to get a camera, I need to get this much money. In order for me to get that much money, that means I'd have to do something extra. I might have to work overtime at work. I might have to do this. I might have to do that. Whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And and they look at that that um that hurdle as an obstacle to prevent them from doing what they want to do. And I think and I think a lot of it is also fear. Mm-hmm people are afraid to try something and not do it well so they won't try it at all
1: so like you say people are lazy and people that wouldn't try and i know there's some points in time like even with myself it comes with laziness but how did you convince yourself that this is something you could tackle on how did you get past that barrier of like oh shit like i'm jamal I don't know what I'm doing, but I will allow myself to do it until I get it. Like, how did you find that mental? Like, what makes you drive to that to that point?
0: Um, I think it comes back to. I think one of the most important things when you're when you're trying to find yourself as a an entrepreneur or whatever, right, is is finding something that you really care about. That's like number one, um, and it has to be something that you enjoy doing so much that even if you don't make a single dollar, you'll still want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For some people that might be video games, for some people that might be, you know, reading or writing or painting or whatever, right? It, it's it's that kind of mentality that you have to have. Like, you have to be able to say to yourself, I love doing this so much that if I don't get paid, I would still want to do this tomorrow. Even if it's just for myself or for a hobby or whatever, you have to have that mentality because I, I'll be – I'll keep it 100% real with you. There's going to be days and times where I wake up, even now where I'm at in my career, where I just don't even, where I question myself, like, is this what I should be doing? Like, should I be doing this? Like, I'm not advancing as quickly as I want to. But because it comes back to, You know what, even though I'm not where I feel that I should be in my career, you know, three years later, or, you know, and some people might argue, buddy, like, what are you talking about? You're doing amazing in in terms of where you are in three years. But where I put myself in my mind, I don't feel like I'm at where I want to be. So it's like, it comes right back down to that, that even though I'm not where I want to be, I just enjoy doing what I do. Yeah. I like filming something that i completely came up with on my own in my brain and going through that process of from camera to computer then to you know a finished product i enjoy seeing that happen so it's it's very it's very interesting that you
1: say that because it doesn't seem like it was something that you wanted to do at the beginning because that you said because you as you said before i'm just looking through the process you had me recording or jordan recording and you did the highlights for yourself and then you saw the business opportunity for it so you started recording more what was that shift where it just wasn't only about the editing and it was about capturing those moments like what led you to believe that and push you to that and like give you a reason to do
0: it to be honest i don't know if there was a defining moment per se where i was just like yo yeah this is it man it, it really it like i think the key word in in what we've been talking about so far is just evolving mm-hmm. like it started as a hobby it started as something i realized like yo i really actually enjoy doing this this is fun like people were noticing it and they were saying this is amazing i will actually pay you to do this and and it just really started going from like let me try this for fun to okay I can actually make a little bit of money off of this and then through the process I was like yo if I do this it'll be better if I do that this will get better if I if I invest and get a better camera I can create better work and people would appreciate what I do more mm-hmm. right so it's kind of that's just how it built from from I guess the beginning to where I am now Where even now um. I'm using a RED camera, I'm using cinema, ca- uh, cinema lenses, um, You know, writing treatments, I'm working with people with actual budgets, and even after I do the biggest project that I've ever done, I will sit down and look at that finished project and be like, okay, so next time I can do this, that, this, that, this, that, to make what I just did even better it seems like you do take a lot of time to evaluate
1: yourself and I feel like that's something that a lot of people don't do and they don't take into the importance of doing that it's not just about doing the work and getting it done it's about making sure that you can come back to that work and sort of objectively look at it as like something you've already done and not really scrutinize yourself for it because that's what I'm getting like a sense of this whole process that you're speaking of where you're able to come back Learn from it without putting it too much out of a weight to yourself.
0: Yeah, that I think I think as an entrepreneur, there's a couple of things that you just have to have as an individual. Either you are born that way or you develop it over time. You really have to have thick skin. Mm. Your skin, you need to be able to take negative comments, negative energy, negative advice, just negative anything and it just has to go in one ear and go straight out the other one because a lot of the times, um, you know, and and it's not even something that they're trying to do maliciously, but your friends and family, right? They can easily be the number one reason why you become successful or the reason why you don't become successful. And more times than the other, you're gonna hear more people say, oh, you shouldn't do this because, like, I'll, I'll be honest with you, this is what I heard oh, you, yeah, you don't want to be a photographer or videographer because it's, the, the market is very saturated. There's so many people that are doing this right now. Or oh, oh, you don't you don't want to do that because it's expensive to buy equipment, it's expensive to buy gear and, you know, to be competitive with the other people that are doing things, you know, that are way better than you. Or, or you don't want to do that because, you know, you need to have a full job. You need to have a full-time job to pay your bills. And if you, you know, you start doing that on the side or whatever, you're you're... you're you're using your energy inefficiently or whatever, right? So and it's not like I said because they're trying to be malicious, but they simply don't know any better. yeah, and it's that's
1: something that I find very, very interesting too, because it's like it's it kind of sneaks into your psyche of you not being able to do it. if you hear it so many times like, oh, maybe you you should look into this path, look into that path. And if you start listening to the, that commentary, you could lose yourself within it because you're just trying to fit into what everybody else believes should be a part of your life instead of what you want to do and making that happen for yourself
0: exactly and here's the here's the craziest part about what I've learned from my time doing what I'm doing now is is people people are going to say what they got to say to you mm-hmm. regardless of what you what they what you feel personally they're going to say what they say what they want to say about it right but the minute you stop listening to other people and you start doing what you feel is the right thing to do things change almost immediately when i left my day job maybe within the first 2 weeks of of running flash forward i was able to double my salary I was making more on a two-week basis or monthly basis, we'll say, than I was making at my day job. And the reason why is because I stopped taking eight hours of my day to go work for this guy, to go work for this company over here. And those additional eight hours that I had in my day was directly put into how I'm going to improve what I want to do. Mm -hmm. and once you take that energy and you take that time specifically time is the most valuable thing that you have on this earth once you take that time and you direct it into the places where you want to put it it's like i said almost instantaneous how quickly things change in your favor yeah and that's
1: that's very important thing to do to take back your time and what you were saying earlier, which just like people like that idea where the laziness, but probably not so much. But people just look at it at, as because I already gave so much of my time to somebody else. Right. I shouldn't give any back to myself. I, I'm too tired to give time back to myself because I gave all of it away. And it's just like the same thing with your money. Like if you go and you spend so much money a day giving it to other people and you look back and you have nothing for yourself. You're just like, oh, why am I going to spend this? It's not enough to get anything that I really want, even if that want is like not even that huge of an investment. Exactly. And exactly. And it's so crazy. But like, um, I, I'm just, I'm like interested in your process because you've mentioned a few times that, that you have people like kind of in a way chirping and telling you how you should how you shouldn't be doing this and shouldn't be doing that and how some days you even feel like what am i doing here why am i doing this what keeps you going back like to Believing that this is something you should do when you have those moments because I know that's a, a very big blocker for a lot of people where they get the motivation, they get the inspiration, they're like, Oh, yeah, I could do this, it's great, and then they get that feeling, and then it they just let go of all that, all that tension of doing better. Like, how do you get through that?
0: <laughs> it makes it a whole lot easier when those paychecks start coming in, I'll tell you that much. But, <laughs> but, um, from like a, a Uh, I guess a deeper standpoint, it comes back to what I said earlier, like you really have to enjoy what you're doing. Mm -hmm. No matter what happens, both positive or negative, if you don't enjoy it, you'll stop doing it. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. And that's why I say to people like, um, on a day-by-day basis, man, people will come to me and they'll be like, Yo, Jamal, like, I want to do this and do that and blah, 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 blah. I want to do that and blah, blah, blah. I want to become a, a, a... What's the popular one that people are saying? Um, they want to sell hair or whatever, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people are into that that cosmetics and makeup and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And... um. They'll ask me, like, how do you how did you scale? How did you get bigger? How did you do this? How did you do that? Right. And I ask them, like, my first question in a consultation is, why do you want to do this? And if their response is, I'm just trying to make some more money or anything money related, if that's what their response is, when I say, why do you want to do this? I can tell you right there and then that they will not last long Mm -hmm. because as an entrepreneur, there's going to be, listen, I've been doing this for three years now and there's some months where I'm way up. I make, I'll make an insane amount of money that I've never seen all at one time in my entire life. There's months like that, but then there's months where it's not so great. I'm barely covering my costs of doing business and my and my own personal costs. Like it it happens, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it might be two months of that where you're not where you're not where the cash flow is not, you know, overflowing, right? And if money is the only reason that you're doing it, you'll panic. Mm-hmm. You'll see the, that second month, maybe leading into a third month of like making only let's say 2000 let's say $3000 for the entire month. And you got this build, that build, that, 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 that coming, and you'll panic. Mm. And the first thing you'll do is crawl directly back to the first job that's giving you an opportunity to make some consistent money again. And, and, and that is, in my opinion, one of, how do I say this? That's one of the, that's one of the reasons why a lot of people are not successful in their in their ventures because they panic they hit the eject button and they go right back to where they feel comfortable and safe you have right again i'll say it you have to have tough skin Mm. you have to have it.
1: it it feels it feels like it's a mixture of two things that you're doing and it seems like you're more leaning towards not just like the tough skin yes that's important for you or what you're saying but what i'm getting a lot of it is like really 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 defining your why because yes. because having tough skin is only a part of it and it's just like but your why helps you develop that tough skin for when things go south
0: exactly and if you if you can't if you can't do it without getting paid you're not gonna do it yeah 100
1: 100 percent. And, like, I, I know I saw the journey, and it was, like, a lot of times, like, especially in the beginning, it was just, like, a passion project. It was just, like, hey, I want to do this because it's a hobby that I'll take care of. I, like, I'd rather take care of. And it's so funny because something that I notice a part of your identity identity very strongly in the beginning is your basketball. And to see that transition, for you to have a greater why than playing basketball, or your love of basketball, that was, like, something very amazing to me because it was, like, a complete flip where you wouldn't even play a pickup game as much anymore because you found something that you love a lot more. And I'm very interested in, like, how was it? How was it to, like, give up? Or if, how does it feel, like, if you were giving up something so much that I believed you loved to the core and would never have anything come between you and it? Like, how... How does that feel? What is that process like when you were going there? And like, were there, was there any restraint from you becoming the person that you are today because you loved other things like, say, basketball or like playing 2K? Like, how did you get past that bridge?
0: Um. So you're so I guess you're asking, what was it like for me when I had to give up basketball to move over to what I do now is that? Is that the question or
1: yeah, or just like just like um cause I know I know like um just there's certain things that had to take the back seat in your life uh-huh. to now bring this in as a priority. Right, and I was just wondering how you got through that phase or that transition. Like, was there a bit of resistance from you because you really liked those things, or like, were you able? How were you able to manage changing from something that was so big a part of your identity to something that now became an even bigger part of your identity that has ever been before, and like completely took it over in terms of passion?
0: Okay, so the two the two things in my life that. It was like I have to do this or I feel weird was play basketball mm-hmm. and play video games I loved basketball and I loved video games I mean I still do but I, I for a lack of better words I get my fix for those things in a different way mm. okay um, the transition I guess from moving from that identity to what I do now it wasn't really that drastic and once again once the checks start coming in you you really start prioritizing yourself a little bit differently right so when I was starting to see like okay so first I quit my job right so That was a major, major, major move in my, in my, in my life was to quit my nine to five and tell myself, okay, now Jamal, you're in a position where if you don't make it happen, Mm -hmm. it won't happen. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So when that, when that kind of thing changed, um, a lot of what, where my time went also changed just because I knew I had to hustle. Like I had to go out there and make things happen or they weren't going to happen. And just throughout that, that, that timeframe of where I was just hustling and hustling and hustling and hustling, I was all over the city doing, pointing my camera in any direction that somebody would allow me to, whether I was getting paid or not, I was there and I was shooting. Mm -hmm. And just through that process, like I started off shooting basketball Right. So like I said, I, I, I didn't give it up. I kind of just changed how I got my fix. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, OK, basketball events are happening all around the city all the time. So why not shoot basketball something I really enjoyed personally? So I started doing that. And it, I, to be honest with you, I don't even realize when I stopped playing. I, I don't know when I stopped playing basketball personally. I don't even know when my time for stop, like when when my time slots for, for video games slowed down. I didn't even really realize it because I, I was so obsessed with what I was doing, what I'm doing now, that it's like whatever. Like I didn't even notice it, right? And then then I then I'd be at a gym, let's say one time I'd shoot a basketball, like, oh man, I haven't done this in a long time. And it didn't even like affect me or phase me, uh, phase me negatively because I was just, I just switched over to something that I enjoyed just as much. And, and at this point, and at this point in the game where I, where I really realized like, oh, whoa, I'm not playing basketball that much anymore. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I was working with different clients that train train basketball players that promote basketball players just big events tournaments things like that and i was just doing what i felt like i was supposed to be doing yeah that's
1: that's really good um like it it feels it feels it's so funny because i'm so close to you and we're i'm so near you like on a daily basis on a weekly basis things things like that but i don't i never really got this type of insight from you everybody just believes that it's like oh it's so easy it's so easy being jamal because jamal has this and jamal does that and like everything is simple for jamal because of this but it gives me that realization that you go through the same struggles you have to go through the same process that i would have to to get to where i am passionate about So it's not like, it's not about so much where you're starting from. It's like where you know you can go and where you are heading is more important than where you're starting from because your
0: starting point could be anywhere. Exactly. It could be anywhere. You just need to find it. And then when you find it, do something about it. Yeah. That's the biggest
1: thing. Even if it's small, even if it's small, just do it a little bit every day. So... I just want to, I just want to wrap it up with a few questions where it'll be very quick and easy answers. It's just letting people know a little bit more about the nitty gritty of you and things like that. So first question is, what is something that you currently have that you want to do next within the next three months where it's just like something where you, you haven't quite started it yet, but you know, that's going to be something you want to take care of for yourself and your own growth in the next three months.
0: So, um, I'm in the works of shooting my first, uh, we'll call it a biopic documentary series. Mm -hmm. And it's going to include full dialogue, full actors, uh, a full crew. Um, I'll be directing it as well as shooting it. So, this is by far going to be my most difficult, most complicated Uh, And I'm gonna say my most meaningful shoot of my entire career so at this point what we're really trying to do is um, solidify a budget we're trying to get some uh, grants and stuff like that so that we can actually start shooting this full scale the way that we want to so so within the next few months that's something I'm really looking forward to um, and trying my best to to get going awesome and throughout this whole throughout your
1: whole life like through all the things that you've been doing who has been your biggest cheerleader
0: for your for your success my biggest cheerleader i have a few um you're definitely one um mom dad they they uh they show their their love and and you know their respect to what I do in their own their own special way. Um, Shantae, uh Milan, I have many talks with those guys. Uh, Mark, uh, Jordan, every now and then I have a few conversations with on just not even just like just for myself, just how how he can do things also. But I, I have a a fairly good support system in terms of just letting me know like you didn't make the wrong decision and we want to see you win Mm -hmm. so those would be and i I apologize if there's any way that i miss Uh, obviously i have you know my team that i work with now every single day um they're the right energy that i need to be around Mm. um they're they're like-minded they they're willing to do the things that I can't do or that I need help with. So it's like just surrounding myself with other like-minded people also helps drive things forward every day. Awesome. And what's the best
1: advice that you've ever received?
0: i don't think i don't think i received advice from some well the thing that i like the most that helps me and i, I almost say it to myself every day is you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take i read that on a poster in my grade four or grade six it was like grade six hmm. english class it was one of those posters on one of the portable doors that said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And that quote has stuck with me all these years just simply because it's so simple, but it's so damn true. If you don't take the shot, you'll never hit
1: it. That's very true, yeah. Uh, What's one book that you could recommend?
0: My all-time favorite book of all time is The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. I think you've read that too. Yeah, multiple times. (laughs) Multiple times. Um, The reason why that book is the one for me, uh, because it helped me understand the concept of compounding interest and just compounding time and basically, right? Uh, We live in a day and age where people just believe oh, let me make a stupid video and post it on Instagram and let it go viral and then I'll get sponsors and I'll get this and I'll get that and I'll live a life of luxury. No, it doesn't happen like that. Even the people that you might see that put out that one viral video, they might have 200 videos before that that did nothing. So it's like you just have to be consistent and continually beat that drum every single day until your your opportunity hits and if you don't take those shots once again you'll never hit them awesome
1: so i was gonna i was gonna ask for your parting advice but, but um yeah so like what's a piece of parting advice that you could give the audience and also tell them where they could
0: connect with you and and like to see what you're doing um so i guess my biggest advice is um i forget who i forget who said this to me but i think his name was paul swaby i don't know if you know paul swaby but he's a motivational speaker yeah and um he basically said i can't remember it word for word but he basically said you shouldn't take advice from people that are not headed in the direction that you're going Mm -hmm. so You can let them give you their, and I say advice in quotations, but don't take it as, you know, the rule of what you should and shouldn't do. Um, If I'm trying to become the world's best basketball player, right, and I have to train and do whatever I got to do to make it to the NBA, it would not make sense for me to take advice from a hockey player. We're in two completely different lanes I'm not trying to become a hockey player. I'm trying to become a basketball player. So your workouts to make you a better hockey player is not going to make me a better basketball player. So it's, 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 some, it's just something like that is find people that are like-minded and headed in the same direction as you and take their advice on how to get to the next level.
1: Awesome. And where, are they, where could they connect with you? How do they stay in touch with you? Um,
0: So you can find me on social media at FlashForwardMG. My website is FlashForwardMG.com. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Snapchat. Same handle for everything. Um, If you haven't checked out my YouTube page, I do a lot of this kind of talking um, how I feel about different things. I do some unboxings. I do some motivational stuff, some better business stuff. Uh, You can find me at uh, FlashForwardMG on YouTube also awesome great uh
1: so thank you jamal i hope you guys got a lot of value from what he said i definitely did be like knowing a lot more about what he does and how he rebalances himself when all the problems of life want to come and people that are advising you and it's not really leading you to be who you are meant to become and how you kind of take that back take back that authority and take back that power jamal thanks again once so much appreciate it all right take it easy